podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn, you get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Welcome to another episode of Talking Smart with Pew and McCart. Um, I think there's only... Well, first off, it's the first time I've met you in person. I know, Joe. I yeah? know. You're a lot taller than what I thought you were, mate. So... You're a lot shorter than I thought you were, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, then. Uh, yeah, good to see you in person. Yeah. I mean, we've done... This is our ninth episode now, so... Yes. Uh, good to do it in person. And I think there's only maybe one thing to talk about. Um, did you watch it last night? I did certainly watch it last night, mate, you? Yeah. I did, mate, yes. And, uh, I mean, the fight itself... I thought Josh Yuan needed that dirty knockout, mm. that sick knockout, and he got it. Um, we'll talk break down the fight, but what were your thoughts initially? I thought Eddie got it right after the fight by saying we're never going to get the old AJ when he was fighting the likes of Dillian White. When he was in there, that AJ of about seven, eight years ago, this is the new AJ, this is what we're going to see going forward, calculated in its performance, but ultimately... We did get the knockout, and he hasn't knocked anybody out, I think, since Kubrat Pulev. Mm-hmm. And he needed that, and I think, I'm not, boxing's a critical sport. Everyone's yeah. got an opinion in boxing, that's probably why it's probably one of the better sports in the world, because everyone, every single person, from a promoter, fighter, to a fan, has got an opinion on it. Now, when you look at, Joshua's going to get compared to the Wilder knockout. Wilder done it in one, took Joshua a second, but... You've got to look at it. You've got to break it down. Hellenius rushed Wilder. Yeah. He rushed Wilder in that, in that first round. Came on and landed. Came head to head with the right hand. He didn't rush Joshua. He was trying to jab off the back foot. So it was harder for Joshua to find that right hand. Um, and what I liked as well was how it set up. And the, I don't know if you noticed at the end of the sixth round when Joshua said to Derek James, he said, it's hard. It's, I, can't find the, it was, I can't find the right hand. or It's difficult to find the right hand. Mm. And Derek James went, just keep trying. Mm. And then, what did you talk about? A minute and a half later, he landed it. And the way he set it up was was perfect. Similar to what I knew he'd done to Fulton. Yes. With a jab to the body, yes. right hand over the top. Perfect execution. Yeah, and we're seeing that from Joshua Moore. Now, just going to the body, those perfect setup shots, which realistically we didn't see in his raw days, in his mm-hmm. big knockout days. So, technically, he is still improving as a fighter. So... You've got to kind of limit your expectations. It's not an old school AJ with the O2 going there, expecting a one, two, three round blowout. It's not. It's, it's calm, calculated. And really, this was a risky fight for him because he didn't need to take this mm-hmm. fight when he's got millions of pounds waiting for a huge, huge payday and a huge fight. One of the biggest fights that can be made in the heavyweight division right now, which is that Deontay Wilder fight, which we know and hope is happening in December or January. Well, going on what uh, Malik Scott said and what Eddie Hearn said during the week and post-fight, they're looking like January. I think they pushed it back. And that may be because, obviously, Wilder hasn't got a fight yet. I think he does want to have one more fight in before he fights Joshua Magetton. Middle of August, by the time the fight gets signed, you're talking maybe October time before he fights, same as Tyson Fury. So they're going to need that break two, three weeks off mm. before they start another 12, 10 week camp. Um, but just talk about the Wilder fight. I mean, that gets my, 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 my juices flowing, for lack of a better word. I mean, that's a four round fight, Wilder and Joshua. Yeah. That ain't going 12 rounds. That's a four round fight, and it's whoever lands first. That's as, that is the simplest way I can put it. Joshua lands the right hand, Wilder's out. Wilder lands that right hand, Joshua's out. It's just one of them ones, but 
Can you see any of the fighters being cagey in that fight? Yes, I can. I, I, I will say that. I think that judging on what we've seen in the last kind of two to three years from AJ, I think he will want to be mm. kind of a little bit edgy, a little bit careful, because at the end of the day, you know one mistake with Wilder and it's over. Mm. It is good night Vienna. So... Anthony Joshua will need to be careful, but it's about getting that balance for him. Because if he wants to win that fight, he's got to show his power early. Mm. And he's got to earn Deontay's respect. Mm. Because Wilder shows no one respect. Wilder waits, and Wilder will land, and Wilder will knock you out. Mm. So it's about asserting the authority and dominance in the ring early from AJ. But at the same time, you do it too much, you leave yourself open, and he'll, he'll be over before... Before the f even second half of the fight will start. Well, I, that's well. I'm thinking it's a four round fight anyway. Yeah. I don't think. I think they, they both of them need to treat it like a four round fight mm. and just go for it from the I first. I hope spell. so. As a fan, well, as a fan, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's music to our ears. Um, but I was thinking last night when I was watching the fight, Hellenius was man to land his long jab. He's got long arms, like Wilder, not as long, but he was just popping that jab mm. out and landing it, and not actually cut and bust the edge up a little yeah. bit. But the way Wilder approaches the fight is he lands that jab and boom, there's the right hand. Yeah. So. AJ's got to watch with that Wilder jab because behind that jab is that detonating right hand and that is something that I'm worried about going into this fight. But again, the way AJ is now starting to do some lateral movement, mm. he's starting to sort of jab to the body more and then come over. That is that, that, that exactly what Anui done to Fulton. He did it to Hellenius. Now, that jab into the body, he went to it a couple of times and he was looking for that right hand. He just didn't get his feet right. As soon as he stepped in and came over the... The top with it, I mean, that was perfect boxing. Now, AJ had two fights with Derek James now. I think another camp, Maybe I would like to have maybe one more fight, but we're not going to get that. But mm. I think another solid camp with Derek James, they'll come up with that game plan to detonate that right hand the way he was looking for it in that fight against Hellenius. And I think this is going to be an exciting fight. And I think it's a 50-50 fight. I know a lot of people think it's Wilder, probably a little bit of the favourite going into this fight. But I just think that AJ's got that bit between his teeth now. You just look at the way in with Hellenius when he was like, you got plum? Yeah. You got plum? And I then like after, he, after he knocked Hellenius out, he was doing the Generation X sign. I know, I know. Um, that is the spiteful old school AJ. Walked out the ring, done a lap of honour. That is the guy we missed and that's the guy we want. Yeah, and I think it's important to still remember that AJ's been a very emotional guy. Mm. For the past, what, Again, probably since the Pulev fight. I remember after that, he was in his face and they'd done that very strange thing. Then after, even the Franklin fight, he he does act off emotions. Um, well, you're getting a camera. Quite a lot. Look, Sorry, mate. Come on, Sorry, come, come on, on, get in the I'm in, shot. I'm in. I mean, this is... Um, this, this is we're very the, close, the, aren't we? The women tune in for you, not me. So oh, get I don't the, know about that, mate. I don't know about that. I think it's the muscle. I think, <laughs> it, I think it's the Scottish muscle when <laughs> you're there, mate. The Scottish muscle sitting over there. Yeah, desk. he is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone knows, that's Mr. Ian Rocky over there. Yep. Won't give out his last name, just in case. Uh, <laughs> aye, that's, uh, aye, so where were we? Um, yeah, the spiteful AJ. Yeah, again, spiteful, emotional... It's going to be a big ask. It's going to be a big big ask, and he's got to get everything right. But why I really like Telenius as an opponent is because he's the same height. Like mm -hmm. He's the same kind of standoffish, rangy. And he did say that in... Stand up right, yeah. Yeah, he said that uh, in his post-fight interview with Coogan, I think it was, that Helenius uh, is more rangy than me. Mm. And you've got to deal with that. You've got to look at the fundamentals of Wilder. And you say about that jab and he comes straight over the top. Mm. The way Wilder finished Helenius, he didn't even extend his punch. 
It, it was just mm. close. Like, but that's the thing. It was like a train, uh, two trains on the same track coming yeah. head on collision. As Hellenius came in, Wilder was throwing his right hand. So it was like two trains meeting each other head on. Mm. It was just boom. And yeah. that's what floored him. With AJ, Hellenius was leaning back and yeah. AJ clipped him. So as Hellenius was pulling away from the shot, AJ still had enough power in that right hand, right on the chin, to knock him out. So that proves that AJ's probably just got as much power in that right hand when he lands it as... Deontay Wilder. Do you think Anthony Joshua's got to come out like Fury did in the second fight, where he just yes. stuck it on him? Yes. Is, that, is that his only yes. way of winning? No, I don't think that's not his only way of winning, but that's what I would. That's probably his best bit of winning. Yeah. And the reason I say that is, like I say, Wilder's going to land. Mm. He always lands. He landed, apart from the second fight against Fury. Um, I don't think he did. Like maybe a couple of times, but he, cause Fury was doing well, as in rolling away from the, the right mm. hand. But definitely in the first fight and the third fight, he landed yeah. that right hand. And, he, and let's go through his other fights. He's landed that right hand. Mm. There's, he, and especially Fury's got a little bit more of that lateral movement, a little bit more bouncing his step. So I think it is whoever lands first. And I think AJ's got to approach this fight and make it a four-round fight. Mm. Don't try and go the distance for Wilder because the way these two fight and the way they, their styles are, they're upright, rigid, a little bit of lateral movement. One of you's going to get clipped. This ain't going to, this ain't going to points. It is whoever lands first. So AJ's got to go in there and put it on a maybe fast start. Look at Elenius last night. He started quite fast with him. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Fisher started fast last night against excellent Harry Armstrong. Put on his back, excellent performance. We'll probably touch on that a little bit. Start it. Put Harry Armstrong on the back foot straight off the bat. Mm. I think that's what you need to do. You need to get Wilder's respect immediately. Yeah. So just go in there. There's my jab. There's my right hand. There's my left hook. Right, what can you do with it? Okay, you're still standing. I'll give you another one. Do you know what I mean? I just think that's the way. I might be wrong. I'd love to see what the comments are on mm, this, but I, um, I, I think that's the way both fighters need to approach this fight. Um, and I like the fact that AJ spiteful and uh, is ready to rock and roll. And then, touching on that, Mike Scott was doing an interview with Matchroom. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't he, yet. He was but, watching yeah. the fight as uh, AJ knocked him out. He was like, "Whoa, AJ, whoa, AJ, January, baby." So. He said it, Eddie Hearn said it, and I think Eddie Hearn said as well, I want to get your thoughts on that, that the only sort of people that can not make this fight happen mm. is the Saudis in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, of course. It's no secret that they are paying a lot of money for that fight. It's one of many fights that they want because at the end of the day, Prince Khalid was there mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, obviously watching Derek Chisora. They do love their boxing. Um just be, being out there, when I was out there, it it is a passionate, passionate place. Mm -hmm. And they love sport. Uh, even football. We see all these footballers going out there now and everyone's kind of saying it's a gimmick. That, they love their football in Saudi Arabia. So, And they love their sport. AJ knows Saudi. Mm -hmm. He's fought out there twice. And I think that could play a part because it's very different. The heat's very different mm -hmm. out there. And now he's obviously training in the States. He said it's never been so hot. So hopefully we get it, see it, Announced officially, we get a few press conferences and we can really get the ball going. But we'll move on, Andy, because we've actually got to get off to IFL Live very we soon. And when is that? It's tonight, mate. It's I'm in London, baby. Yes. First time I've been in London since 2019. Wow. I think the last time was Josh Taylor against Regis Progre. I think that was the last time I've been in London. So you're talking four years now. Yeah, four years. October 2019, I think October it was. October 2019. So what will be in August 2023? Yeah, four years. Yeah. It's coming on four years now. So, listen, it's because you're down here, Umar's down here, Oscar's down here, 
Cougars down here, I've got no chance of doing a London show. Exactly. So don't any of you step foot in Scotland. Ain't that right, Ian? Yeah. See? Well, you got to deal with that big man there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'll be getting a Scottish show anytime <laughs> soon, mate. But just quickly on the undercard. Yes. Derek Chisora, Gerard Washington. Uh, Listen, happy for Big Dale Boy, man. I, I, I think that maybe I like to see him retire now. I, I, listen, I, I, listen, he'll probably tell me to shut the F yeah. up and probably want to knock my, my teeth down I my think throat. he's there the tonight, so be well, careful. Listen, this is going out after you see it, Dale Boy, anyway. But I'd like to see him retire on that win. I think that's a great win against Gerald Washington at the O2. The fans love you. I just think that now maybe enjoy boxing now on a comfy chair. Do you know what I mean? At ringside. Maybe if you've got the time, bring a couple of fighters on. Do you know what I mean? You've mm. got wealth of experience. You've fought the best. Cooper Pulev. You've fought uh, Tyson Fury. You've fought Dillian White. You've fought them all. Uh, so just take take a seat. Take a seat and relax. Thank you so much for all the years, Del Boyle, the exciting fights, the oh, the press conferences with Dillian White, the press conferences with David Hay, um, even the press conference uh, this last week, there this past week. I mean, you've been one of the craziest but funniest and uh, yeah thank you for what you've done for British boxing and I would like to see you retire if you don't I'm more than happy to see you fight again so don't take it out on me Joe <laughs> yeah, look I absolutely love Derek Chisora I'll make I'm not high, shy away from the fact that I'm a massive Chisora fan I know he's a little bit Marmite you either love him or hate him it wasn't a great fight last no. night it wasn't something that I'll be re-watching but I loved it Dale yeah <laughs> yeah sorry don't kill me Dale but I think with Chisora now it's not about the fight it's about the whole experience mm. of the Derek Chisora press conference the ring walk because the O2 has been his home over the years you mentioned last time you was here he fought David Price mm. uh, he was meant to be fighting Parker but then Price since that that fight he's fought Usyk he's fought Fury yeah, again Fury. he's fought a uh, who did he fight? Parker White, twice. Parker twice. Dillian White twice. Kubrat Pulev. Mad. He beat Absolutely. Pulev. He beat Pulev, didn't he? Yeah, he, he beat Pulev yeah. last year in, yeah. in this very same venue. Yeah. So he's just a great servant. If he carries on, I'm more than happy to sing old Derek Chisora a couple more yeah, times. Yeah. But he deserves a retirement. And he went out on a win last night uh -huh. in his home crowd. And it's just up to Dell. You never know what's you know going to happen what? with Dell. Thinking about it, if them mad two big, huge heavyweight fights happen in Saudi Arabia with Usyk and Fury and Joshua and Wilder, you know Dell Boy's going to be on a card, right? I'm we're, surprised we're, he's not fighting Ngannou on that card. Well, I mean, you may, who knows? It, the boxing's nuts now. Um, but Dell Boy, we love you. Uh, Hergovic and Dempsey McKean. Um, yeah. What was your thoughts on that one? I thought it was a close fight going into mm -hmm. it. Um, really hard to split them apart. I think Hergovic handled it, but it wasn't the statement performance you would like to make Alexander Rusik think, oh, wow, um, yeah. I've got to fight then, one of those guys next. Eddie said it after, you need a bit of a statement. You've got to step up if you want to beat someone like Alexander Rusik, but will you step up at levels when you're fighting the next level of opponent? We'll, we will find out. But it looks like Philip Hergovic will be the IBF mm -hmm. mandatory challenger for... Alexander Rusik, maybe Daniel Dubois. Could be Daniel maybe, Dubois. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. It could pull a massive upset. <laughs> but hopefully Daniel goes out to Poland and does it. But again, I'm not sure I want to see that fight next because I want... I don't think we will. I don't think yeah. we will. I think we will see 
Usyk and Fury. I mean, I think that's what we need. I think both fighters now know that this is... If you look at the lightweights, we spoke about this on numerous podcasts, if yep. you look at the lightweights, they're showing the heavyweight division how to do it. They've got a Tank, Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, Spence and Crawford. Do you know what I mean? Even just Charlo and Canelo coming up. Yep. The, the, these lighter weights are showing the heavyweight division how to get it done and just fight each other because it gets us talking. You're getting paid. I mean, this 64... Like, you see if somebody offered me 30 million on a 60-30 split... Or what, 50-50 and I get 45. I'm like, just, let's just fight. I can get my money at the back end of this mm. if I beat you. Do you know what I mean? It's, sometimes it's more about the glory than it is for the, the winnings. When you've already yeah. got that much money in the bank, it's, it's, yeah. surely it's just about the glory now and being the king of the heavyweight division. Because there's always an argument. Who is it? Usyk or Fury? Do you know what I mean? But again, Hergovic, um, I think, against the Southpaw, tall Southpaw, it's probably one of them ones when you've got your eye on the heavyweight championship and you're fighting Dempsey McKean, who's probably relatively unknown on these shores, and maybe a lot of fight mm. fans didn't know him. Could Hergovic have got up from like Joshua and Franklin? You know, mm. it's one of them sort of fights. But I think Dempsey's done well. I think he can come again. I think he's definitely in the, the heavyweight mix, yeah, especially definitely. if he can drop down a level to this, the British guys we've got here, the Fabio Wardleys, yeah, the Adelaide. Yeah, great fight. Do you know and what he mean? trains over here he with Tony Sim. Tony Sim. So that, that's that's quite good. But then there was a little. You say the word a lot. The I famous, actually don't. You I do. actually don't. The, the, the famous word, just say it. I mean, people will know who we're talking about. Bash. 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 Uh, Big Johnny Fisher. Um, you know what? I was happy for Big Johnny because he's got so much pressure on his back with the mm. following that he has, the limited amateur experience that he's got. Um, he's got to perform in front of thousands of people every time because he sells that many tickets. He's yeah. got a whole... I would say like, not just a whole town in Romford, but he's got a whole country behind him now where the pressure that you should be feeling when you get to that European level, maybe even world level, he's feeling it at a southern area level. Mm. So, you know, I'm so happy for him to get the big knockout against Harry Armstrong because Harry's proved himself that the last fight against Jamie TKB. Jamie's a good, good heavyweight, really good very player. good heavyweight. I think that's a statement from Fisher, I to think be it honest. is. I think it is as well. And I think that's an absolutely fantastic uh, performance from uh, Johnny Fisher and... I don't think he's quite there yet for the British title. No, no, Solomon, no, them, no. them guys, the Wardleys, the Clarks, Adelaide's, Solomon Dakers, I think maybe a couple more of them because yeah. you're still on your trade and then step up. Look, to that he's level. only 24. It's no mm. secret that I, I love Johnny Fisher. I'm from Hornchurch, which is literally a three-minute drive from Romford. I know the family and they, they all just want the best for Johnny. Everyone... Mm. Loves him. He's such a likable guy. He's very modest. And he's still improving, like, fight on fight. It's so easy to see. Basically, I think it was his second or third fight at the Ali Pali where he got the cut above his mm -hmm. eye. Everyone, like, question mark. He's got, is it a gimmick? Is it a gimmick? He proved last night it's not a gimmick. He proved last night that he's actually a prospect. He isn't mm -hmm. a ticket seller. He's a young heavyweight with big ambitions. And with Mark Tibbs, I think... I, I don't know. It's impossible to put a ceiling on his career at the minute mm. because where he's young, he's fresh, he's raw. But you look at Fabio Wardley. What's Fabio Wardley? I think like 30 years old. 30 like, years old. He's had the white collar background yeah. and he's had the tougher fight so, so far at heavyweight. Exactly. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think the, they're in the same bracket, but just Wardley's just probably had that, maybe a little bit more tougher fights than, than in, yeah. in Johnny just now. I think two, three years away even. Mm. You can take your time. Mm. 27, go into a British title fight. Yeah. But Johnny Fisher proved uh, proved last night that he is a heavyweight to be talking about, and he will be talking to us tonight in yep. about three or four hours. We've got to head over to the venue. I've got to get showered, shaved, dressed, Other thing. ironed up. 
Yeah, I've done that already in the train. I stunk, I stunk the train out, Joe. Oh, I did four, four, five hours in the train and then two, two of the London underground tubes to get here, and I, I managed to get here. But listen, I'm looking forward to tonight. IFL Live. If you've got a ticket, I'll see you there. If you don't, see you in the next one, because I'm sure this is the first of many. Yeah. Um, we've not had a guest yet. You want to get a guest on? <laughs> Listen, Ian's not. saying no, no, no. Listen, it was just he's just a bigger version of me, bald he and grey. Do you know what I mean? Just a bigger version of me, Joe. Let's smash it. Let's smash it tonight. Oh, IFL Live, bash. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests: Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So, in the words of Eddie Hearn. You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Sports Social Podcast Network.